Welcome to Soul Hearted Living with Dr. Deborah Rebel, a podcast dedicated to guiding your path to well being and personal transformation. Cultivating compassionate communication in our relationships. Compassionate communication uses positive energies, words, and gestures. As Japanese scientist Mazuru Amoto states, the vibration of good words has a positive effect on our world, whereas the vibration from negative words has the power to destroy. Studies show that feeling appreciated is one of our deepest emotional needs and that being grateful opens us to feelings of love, vulnerability, and intimacy. We can best honor our partner and other people by expressing appreciation and gratitude for their being. For example, even though we don't expect our partner to bring us coffee in the morning, make dinner, or clean up the kitchen, we can spontaneously appreciate when we see he or she has done such a task. We might say, I appreciate that you think of me when you bring me that morning cup of coffee. Oh, you realized how tired I was after work and it was thoughtful of you to make dinner. Or thank you so much for cleaning the kitchen. It made my day. Expressing gratitude, especially for the little things that occur each day, contributes significantly to the shared language of love and heightens intimacy. Little acts of appreciation and gratitude do make a difference. Such a practice of compassionate communication can free us from following to existing negative patterns with someone and make the relationship more loving and joyful. For instance, rather than say, leave me alone, which can feel harsh and dismissive, we can say, let me be. This clearer phrase alerts the other person in a loving way that you would like some personal space. Also, instead of telling someone we hate them, we can communicate that we love them, but their behavior is unacceptable or hurts our feelings. Compassionate communication requires accepting another person's viewpoint, even when it differs from our own. Our capacity for honoring another person's perspective enhances our understanding and also paves the road for the expression of empathy and forgiveness. We can communicate acceptance of our partner's viewpoint by saying, wow, what an interesting point of view. I never looked at it quite that way. Or can you tell me more about that? Giving genuine responses of acceptance shows that we value their experience, even when we disagree. Compassionate communication also depends on partners listening more responsibly and speaking less reactively. One of the chief barriers to developing intimacy is that we often listen to reply rather than to understand. The average person listens for only a few seconds before interrupting, and most people tend to be more open to conversing to if their partner listens well, responds meaningfully, and supports their needs. When working with couples, I often find that if one person has difficulty listening, the other, has, the other person usually has trouble articulating. 
or even knowing what they want. So instead, they often complain about what the other person is failing to give them and, and become demanding. Compassionate communication requires that we take turns listening to each other with respect, non-judgment, and acceptance. Cultivating compassionate communication also takes paying attention not only to what we say, but also to how we say it, making sure our words are spoken with kindness and gentleness. Even the words, I love you, are an energetic intention that love is present. So our intention and tone must be consistent with our words. For example, I love you has a much different meaning than I love you. It is also equally important to give our partner feedback when their voice sounds critical, harsh, or self-righteous, or if they have made a mean-spirited comment. Even at these times, we can share hurt and even anger with kindness and gentleness as an expression of love. It is also important to make requests rather than demands in compassionate communication. When we demand something from our partner, we shift from an equal partnership to a hierarchical tyranny. We become the parent and they the child. To develop an equal opportunity partnership, we must know our wants and desires and ask respectfully for what we need. For example, we can say to our partner, could you find time to mow the lawn today? It would be helpful to me if you could pick the kids up from school. Or I would appreciate if you made my favorite chicken pot pie dinner tonight. The way in which we express our needs and desires is critical to sustaining a flow of loving energy in our relationships. Compassionate communication is in, in compassionate communication, it is important to avoid using language that may trigger the eruption of a person's negative patterns. Harsh generalizations such as you always or you never undermine open, honest discussion and obstruct the flow of love. I statements such as I observed, I sensed, or I felt when you said will more effectively alert our partner to a pattern they need to address. I statements also help us communicate our feelings in a more compassionate way. When we open our hearts and speak from a reservoir of love, its vibration permeates our words, influences our tone of voice, and infuses our nonverbal expressions, making them easier to welcome and accept. Compassionate communication allows us to be soulfully present with a partner or friend in a safe, supported setting, and it also encourages heightened intimacy as well as emotional and spiritual development. Another important element in cultivating compassionate communication is the use of affirmations. We can practice affirmations with our partner by beginning each morning with words of gratitude for him or her while lying in their arms, confirming the sacredness of our bond, and sharing intentions for the day. Periodically throughout the day, we can affirm our connection to our partner through spontaneous calls, emails, or text messages to say, I love you, or I'm thinking of you. It's always the right time to tell our partner 
that we love them, not because we are afraid to lose them, but because they are here now. Affirming our intimate relationships on a daily basis circulates love between ourself and our partner and deepens our bond. It is also important to affirm by acknowledging our friends, family members, co-workers, and even strangers. For instance, at a party, work event, or when being introduced to someone, the first question to ask could be, tell me about you, instead of what do you do? Beginning every interaction with an affirmation of another person's being indicates that you see them, you hear them, and that you're, you're here for them. Such behavior could transform our relationships and our world. Here are a few other practices to cultivate compassionate communication. Begin each day in gratitude with your partner, aware that there are challenges ahead, but trusting that you will not be given more than you can handle. Hold an image of the best your lives have ever been and set an intention to make them even better, no matter what has happened in your past. Practice compassion for yourself and others so that when you feel stressed or off balance, you can place your hand on your heart, focusing your attention there and generating a more positive flow of loving energy as you open your heart in compassion. And before engaging in an interaction that will potentially make you feel vulnerable, open your heart, breathe deeply, and release all reactivity thereby establishing healthy energetic boundaries between yourself and the other person. Notice how this gives you a broader perspective that can lead to forgiveness of yourself or the other person. And seek out avenues to express your love, even to strangers, as a way of healing others and yourself. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the Soul Hearted Living Podcast. You're invited to claim Dr. Rebel's free four-part sacred meditation series at DebraRebel.com.